Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. It's Monday, and we have your watch, your read, your listen, your lifestyle for the week ahead. I'm your host, Meg Teets. I'm joined today by my husband, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Are we getting over our prolific man colds finally? I feel like probably, though we're at that phase where fatigue is more real than it's been. Yes, for sure. So though we feel better, we're also like, I I need a nap now. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Even still, we have managed to do the digging around to figure out what's going on in the week ahead. We have, but you're racing ahead. Okay, what am I missing? Well, as we record. Yeah, It's not Monday. No. It's Sunday. It is. And we are right now on the heels of some pretty amazing things that involve one of the awesomes. That's true. We, you and I. Yeah. Me and you. Not the awesomes collectively. Just me and you. Well, the two of us most specifically. Yes. Others vicariously through us. Okay. Maybe. Today was the baptism of our goddaughter. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are delighted as new Catholics, newish, newish. We're we're past three years in. Yeah, uh, to have asked, been asked to be godparents for the very first time for our dear friends Stephanie and her husband Faustino and their fourth child, their daughter Madeline. Stephanie is a longtime OG, awesome, mm-hmm. and a superstar, awesome. And they are dear friends of ours who live here in Oklahoma City. And so we're still kind of riding that high of getting to be official godparents for the first time ever. We have a lot of our own kids. From now on, I would prefer that 90% of the people refer to me as the godfather. (laughs) You've been waiting for this day your whole life. Literally been waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, We have a lot of kids of our own. This is our first ever godchild. We are just tickled. So, yes. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. Now, adjacent to that, unrelated to that, um, I was looking in the mirror earlier today and thought to myself, I don't know why Meg's still with me, but I'd like to thank you for not leaving me. Mm-hmm, you're welcome. Where's this going? I'm, I'm not what people would call an attractive man. Stop it now. Um, no, I'm just thankful you're still here. You, you know, people do what people do. You stayed with me and I appreciate that. Did you have some kind of like weird anti-aging meltdown or something? Like uh, I don't understand no. where this is coming I mean, from. I don't feel bad about me. I am what I am. Okay. Um, I just looked and said, yeah, I mean, she could have done a lot better than this, but she <laughs> okay, stuck no. around. Okay. She oh, stuck right. around. 
Well, in the meantime, in the midst of all of the excitement in our personal lives, we have done some digging. Uh, Kyle's done a lot, as usual, of research, but then also, you know, we love to dig through what the awesomes are sharing. Because listen, if you are part of our Hangout community on Facebook, you know that place moves super fast. I mean, we're talking dozens upon dozens of new posts every day. Um, It's hard for me to keep up. You can miss some of the very best things being shared by our awesomes. But I went through and read tons and tons of threads to gather what are the awesomes into that has to do with watching something, reading something, listening to something, and of course, the lifestyle recommendations. So we've got that. But let's start with what you have found. Well, okay. I took an approach. Okay. A specified approach. Okay. um, For multiple reasons. Yes. We are in the final week of the great month of May. I know. How? It happens. It's okay. I'm one of those boring old people that every single month cannot believe that another month has gone by. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I, I looked. So again, two reasons. One, because we're in the final month. I wanted just to take a quick glance back and say, what all this month has been worthwhile okay. to watch? Mm-hmm. What am I interested in? What are you interested in? Sure. Things like that. Yes. Secondarily, um, I had a page of notes oh, of shoot. some things that I've not personally experienced and watched that I thought seemed moderately, at least moderately intriguing. Yeah. And my computer forced a restart and I know what you're thinking. You're like, hey, but yeah, doesn't it pull the the documents that were open before the shutdown and all that? And yes, you're absolutely right. It does. And it did, except that then came a second forced restart. No. And I even lost the recovery. No. Yeah. yeah. So there's, and that's fine. Uh, all, I, all I can say is looking at that plainly, yes. the metaphysical forces joined together mm. and said, hey, Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody needs to hear that stuff. Okay. So it's fine. So we have a sort of uh, a cold down list. Cull, C-U-L-L. It's not a word we use a lot, but I feel like it's, it's appropriate. It's a thing. This, if you're yeah. agricultural, you know what that means. Yes. Okay. Got to cull the herd. Well, you took a look mostly, I feel like, on Netflix to kind of see like what These were, were the, the things mm, that stuck out most mm, to yes. me. It just so happened that most of them ended up being Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we watch more Netflix than anything else. I think, honestly, Netflix does a better job, of, despite all the weird things. Yeah. The, like, 30-year-old movies and randomness, they they still, even amongst all the weirdness, they have a little bit better selection on the regular. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, kick us off. Okay, well, first thing, out of the gate, and I, I should have looked up how old this is. It's not young. But Netflix did drop this month 50 first dates. Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Rob Schneider. It's really a solid movie. It's weird. It's a weird storyline, but it's enjoyable, and it, it's a solid movie. Came That's out, out there. Came out in 2004. Okay, so there you go. It's it's not young. It's older than all of our children. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like, you know, you're not like a, a big fan of the rom-com genre, but this is one I feel like if you were like just laying around on a Sunday afternoon and this came on TV, like you would watch it. Right. I wouldn't change the channel. Exactly. Exactly. Most honestly, most of these recommendations aren't things that I would say, Oh, you're awake and there's no chance of going to sleep. Then you put this on. <laughs> now it's like, Hey, you're feeling drowsy. You want to watch something that you won't feel guilty falling asleep to. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. There we go. There we go. Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are both very cute in 51st dates. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. They both do movie. a great job. Rob yeah. Schneider. 
as a as a backup man is solid. Yeah. Always and yeah. in this as well. Okay. Well, also on Netflix that dropped this month was Back to the Future, not just Back to the Future 1 and not just Back to the Future 2, but all three, all three in the franchise, Back to the Futures came out. I remember being so mind boggled by the first Back to the Future, the idea of time travel and like how if you go back in time, how it can mess with the the present and the future, yeah. it is still- Your pictures will get blurry. I know. It's, I think Back to the Future, the original, is one of the finest movies to come out of the 80s. Was the 80s the first one? I believe so, yes. Okay, yeah. Um, the follow-ups are, they're fine. Again, they're the kind of movies mm-hmm. that you would just kind of maybe be okay with dozing through. Yeah, it, well, it's, it's like any any series that you'd watch. Yeah. The first, arguably three, maybe into the fourth season, mm-hmm. you you could jump on board at any time. But if you tried to start watching season five plus, you'd be like, all right, wait a minute. This right. is too fantastical. Sure. But if you've watched the earlier parts, you can make that journey with them and you just can't jump in too late. So I feel like it's the same way with this. 1985 was the first Back to the Future. Also, this is tangential. Fourth to grade. This- was it for you? It was like the 30th time I participated in fourth grade. I've just continually gone through the you grades. Just, you love being in school. Decade after decade. Um, tangential to this, Netflix also has a documentary um, called, I think it's called The Framing of John DeLorean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, about the maker of the DeLorean or the sort of like visionary behind the DeLorean, which was yeah. served as the time machine, tri- yeah. time travel car in Back to the Future. That's so, a hell of a history in its own right. Yeah, kind of all interconnected there. It's fascinating. Yeah. What else do we have on Netflix? Um, some of these you got to be, you got to have some history. You got to have a reason to be interested. GI Joe rise of the Cobra. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, Oh, whatever. Right. I would never say that, but okay. Well, I grew up watching GI Joe cartoons. I grew up with the original GI Joe action figure, not the little three inch action figure. I'm talking about the one foot tall. Yes. It came in a, a giant, shoe locker, foot locker box thing. It was a thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, It was one of the first boys dolls, if there is such a thing. I like to call them figurines. You do. You love to, in fact. (laughs) Yeah. We have Hulk figurines, thanks to you in our home. Yes. Uh, But yeah, so if it's your thing, it's your thing. If it's not, it's not. And I'm not trying to convince anybody to check it out. But if it's something you have some history with, again, you'll probably fall asleep watching it. But uh, yeah, it's out there. Okay. Well, also out there on Netflix is the film Hillbilly Elegy. This came out in 2020. It's directed by Ron Howard, and it's an adaptation of a book by J.D. Vance that was written in 2016. It's his memoir of having grown up in Appalachia. Is that how you say it? Appalachia. I was how I would say it, whether that's right or wrong. Yes. And just kind of reflecting on the values of that community and that culture. And It's, it's Hillbilly, if you didn't put two and well, two together. Hillbilly Elegy. There it goes. Right. It's, just it's tells the Appalachian you. Mountains. Spoiler in the title, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, but so this, the film, Hillbilly Elegy, that is now on Netflix is the adaptation of that memoir. And so if you are interested in exploring um, J.D. Vance's um, really powerful, many people, I remember when that book came out in 2016, many, many people counted that as one of their top reads of the year. Well, and interestingly enough, highly 
controversial. The book or the movie or all of it? All of it. Okay. The message that it brings. Highly controversial. And this comes from, from what I can put together, and I'm not the wizard here, but from what I can put together, it's from people that don't have any experience with, with, oh gosh, I don't even know. I don't want to be insulting because mm-hmm. it's not what I intend at all. Mm-hmm. Um, a call it an enclosed okay. community closed background. Community, yeah. yeah closed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Closed community background. Mm-hmm. If you have no experience with that, then you can be very condemning of the perspectives that he presents. But if you have any experience with that whatsoever, or if you can just be open-minded and, and accept that it exists. Sure. Yeah. I think it's a tremendously revealing, oh, just so powerful. Yes. But if you're going to be closed-minded about it, then skip then, it. Yeah. You're, you're going to have problems. Okay. Now here's a couple that I feel like are right up your alley. I feel like you've maybe seen all of these coming up. I have, I have, I've seen all three and I think all three, both all three are good above good. I would even say borderline superlative and all three now two of the three are staffed, if you will, um, by epic actors. Mm, Okay. So mystic river, and I don't have years on any of these again. I, uh, that's where my research fell apart. (laughs) I don't have the years. None of these are new. No mystic river. This is Sean Penn, Tim Robbins, Kevin Bacon. Yes. Um, Tim Robbins managed to push ahead and have a a career well beyond either of the other two, but the other two were decades ago, Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon, when they were truly at the epitome of their prime. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're great actors, especially within what they typically got typecast into, which this fits. I'm I'm not going to give you a story about it. It's dark. It's gritty. It's, but it's, it's really good. That's a thing. Um, Resident Evil Afterlife and Resident Evil Extinction. Again, this this is a little bit more niche. Resident Evil is, started out as a video game series. Yes. On the was it the original Nintendo platform? Well, I feel like maybe you are asking the wrong person. Maybe a hair beyond that, but for people of our age, they would have experienced this. Honestly, even people younger would have experienced extensions of it because. It's, it's still a dynasty game series mm. that continues to get new makes done. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about, it, it's a form of zombie apocalypse, but created by man and stuff and things. And Got it. So those are out. Those are good. Um, the main actress, and I'll never remember her name because I struggle with names who plays Mila, Mila Jovovich. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She's awesome. Yes. She does an incredible job. Um, and she fits the part for anybody who'd be in this weird sci-fi world of things. She's attractive and it makes all the sci-fi dudes think <laughs> she might like me if she ever met me. Uh-huh, yes. There's a whole thing going that's, on. That's key to success in that genre for sure. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. And she does a, an incredible job. I've seen more than just these two movies, but these two are out okay. and available now. All right. And then the third, Scarface, Al Pacino, Stephen Bauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, probably the first and third name are the ones people would most recognize. Um, this is a look at, in the era, in the 80s, 70s, 80s? 70s, I feel like. Yeah, this is, uh, Cuba had a thing where they sent over their criminals. Ooh. It's kind of a hell of a deal in history if you look at it. Um, this is, Al Pacino is the the lead and it's him as part of that crew. They come over and they're, they're in Miami. They're trying to 
just carve out their own piece of existence. And it involves the drug trade. Is this where the epic movie line, say hello to my little friend, comes from? You know it is. That's like the only thing I know about Scarface. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's good. It's good. Even if you fell asleep watching it multiple times, eventually made it through it, it's really an incredibly written and terribly well-acted movie. Okay. Well, if you like crime dramas, uh, Netflix also has The Departed for you. Now, this film came out in 2006. It is a star-studded cast, my friends. Yeah, it is. It has our friend Leo DiCaprio. Also, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen. Donnie's in there, too? Um, No, Robert. Robert Wahlberg is a person? I think he's the unmentioned brother. (laughs) Okay. I did not know that. Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin. I mean, it is packed with people with faces that you're going to recognize. It's almost like the Dazed and Confused of crime movies. Oh my gosh. Dazed and Confused is such a great movie. And this is a total side tangent, but it's a bonus listen. Okay. I didn't know I was going to mention this, but one of my favorite podcasts is called I Hate It, But I Love It. Um, Two um, comedians out of Canada, women, they talk about movies that have come out and they talk about all the ways they loved it and all the ways they hated it. One of their most recent episodes is Dazed and Confused. I loved every minute of their commentary on it. It took me back to that moment in time for sure. Well, this is that's a great movie that's not on our list that should yeah. be watched. Yeah. If nothing else, especially if you're a parent right now with teens, if you go watch Dazed and Confused, you'll see that current styles are terribly reflective oh, yeah. of the era in which that movie is representative of. Everything comes back around eventually. Yeah. Speaking of coming back around, this is never going to come back around, and that's Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> the Blockbuster yeah. era is over, but, and I mentioned the Do last- Do people even know what you're talking about? Well, the last Blockbuster, yes. I do think a good segment of our awesomes who are listening know- The, mo- the VHS movie yes, rental store Blockbuster. Of course, yeah. This was an awesome of the week for me a couple of weeks back. I loved this documentary. It examines- the rise and fall of Blockbuster from all different perspectives. It's really focused on like the through line, the storytelling perspective is of the last Blockbuster that is open. It's in Bend, Oregon. And the documentary just really goes back in time and just traces the whole Blockbuster story. It's really like if you just want a movie that you just are like, you can really dig deep into nostalgia. It's not going to stress you out. You're going to remember some great memories from your past and also reflect on like, how did we get here into this <gasps> world where everything is streaming? We used it's to fantastic. go to Blockbuster on date night. Oh, yeah, we totally and did. Rent movies to go watch. Yes, absolutely. Now, I would also posit that if you're up for something a little bit more meaty and real than that, that you could watch this movie from the perspective of seeing how otherwise budding and flourishing businesses might fail if they miss the signs of change. Because that's a huge component of this too. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. So you pulled out a few things that you wanted to talk about that you have personally watched on Netflix recently. To kind of give people the heads up on it. Yeah, because I can, you know, I can speak to what looks interesting, but I can only most authentically speak to what I've experienced. Yep. I've been watching, and I'm almost done, I think, with the third season, because it dropped three seasons all at once. Yes. Of Startup. Mm -hmm. This premiered, what, 
four, five years ago on Crackle. Okay. It's called Startup. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those series. So, so every type of show impacts a person differently, right? Yeah. This isn't one where when I'm when I'm watching it or when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to start the next episode of this show. It just doesn't it doesn't hit those chords, and yet. When I start watching it, it's a show I can't stop watching. Interesting. I literally, I stay up later than I should. I'm slapping myself in the face trying to stay awake to get the last bit of the episode because I don't want that fateful moment where you wake up the next morning and realize, holy ass, I slept through, I don't even know how many episodes of this show and I can't miss one of them. That's such a righteous indignation when you wake up and you're like, no. Well, we're going to talk about a show here in a minute that that happened to me on. So, yeah. yeah. So just to wrap a a little bit of context around it, it's uh, it starts out focused on cryptocurrency, right? Which Uh may or may not sound interesting. That's really not the plot line. You've got three people from three very different walks of life who very unlikely come together to push a cryptocurrency, they get season one at the end of it, cryptocurrency's done. And they have a whole nother ah, thing, technology okay. related, that they're after. But it's really it's looking at these people from different walks of life. And I think what I appreciate most is that each of them in their own walk of life have a a sense of desperation. Mm. A, a sense of dissatisfaction, of seeing what's available, of trying to pursue it, and then each of them facing their own decisions on what they will or won't compromise to push okay, ahead, as yeah. well as what kind of repercussions come with each decision. Got it. And so it's very, I think it's very riveting in that way. Okay. Now it's very gritty. So I've seen yeah. parts of it where I'm like, yeah, oh, there's, this is not for me. There's some rough stuff yeah. if, you know, if you're terribly sensitive, but it's not, it's not as rough as say, uh, Sons of Anarchy. That no. Gets, that gets pretty. It's not ooh. that rough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good. It's really good. And even if you there was a part or two that was too rough for you and you had to jump ahead, I don't think you'll miss too much skipping parts here and there. Okay. You had another one that mm-hmm, you were mm-hmm. enjoying. But no, you didn't enjoy. But you did watch yeah, it. I didn't enjoy, but I did watch. We mentioned this. Yes. I think last I think Wednesday. it was last, last Monday. Army yeah. of the Dead. Yeah. It's a zombie movie. And I love zombie stuff, typically. Mm-hmm. But not blindly. Um, this one is set in Vegas. You have a zombie apocalypse that comes about. Um, it just so luckily happened to have a former zombie war person in the outskirts working as a short order cook or something. Had a lot of promise. Um, I should have known by the cast yeah. that it probably wasn't going to be very good. Well, and in fact, I didn't enjoy it. It's directed by Zack Snyder, who has done a He's lot done of work, uh, remarkable work. He's done a lot of, I feel like, the DC Comics universe yeah. movies, yeah. Um, notable for a lot of other uh, directing projects, but this one just didn't seem to land for you. It, it, well, I, on and paper, I, think, I feel like on paper, this one checked a lot of boxes for you. And I think that's why it was a problem. Okay. Because on paper... It's built up to be more than it was. Okay. If I'd gone in with lower expectations, I probably would have been just fine. Yeah. But it was built up too much. And I can't I can't unlearn what I learned beforehand. And so 
I'm not satisfied with it. Okay. Well, we did also watch Shadow and Bone, mm-hmm. which we did talk about last week, I feel like, um, on our Watch, Read, Listen lifestyle. We did finish it. Again, this is the adaptation of the uh, novel series by Lee Bardugo. Bardugo, Bardugo, not sure how you pronounce her last name. I apologize. Maybe an awesome can pull me aside and be like, psst, listen, lady. Maybe she could get (laughs) off the sidelines and come be on our show. Yes, maybe so. Um, This is a fantasy series. This is kind of YA slash new adult, young adult slash new adult. Um, I loved this series. Yes, you did. I thought it was gorgeous. Now, I have not read the books, so I went into this completely blind. I've heard of the this series many times mentioned. I've not read a single one of the books, so I went into it with no expectation. You know, that's the tricky thing when you've read a book. It gets adapted. Right, like right. It's, it's a really complex, complicated relationship. Right. If you loved the book enough to pursue the series, then you have strong feelings about yes. the book, which means... Yes. It could be problematic. I loved this. I loved the magic. I loved the lore. I loved the world building that they did. Um, There are some, you know, like lightly romantic uh, storylines woven in, but truly it's about one people and their culture and kind of um, trying to preserve and um, explore their culture amongst outside threat and then also internal threat. Like this has a lot going on. I do actually want to read the books now that I have seen the series, but as far as adaptations go, I think it was beautifully done. The cinematography is gorgeous. It's so easy. I feel like to kind of lose yourself in the story because there's nothing jarring. There's nothing that takes you out of the moment. I thought, um, I thought it was well acted involved. There's magic, which I love. You are practically an adjacent cousin of the Potterverse. (laughs) It is. It is in a lot of ways. I can see the relationship there. So it's a thing. Yeah. So Shadow and Bone, I super loved it. You, as somebody who was just watching it to kind of humor me, what did you, what were your thoughts on it? So originally I thought I would be more interested in it than you. And then I wasn't. And then I caught myself probably two episodes past you because you'd fallen asleep. Yes. <laughs> and I realized this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so we went back and caught them up for you. It's, it's tolerable for me. It's not really my bailiwick or whatever terminology you want to use. Okay. Nice. Um, but it's not to sound jerky. It's not so bad it that just, I wouldn't endure it for someone I love. Thank you. And it just wasn't for you. And that's okay. Right, right, like right. Uh, a yeah. startup is not for me. I'm so. not condemning of people that like it. It's just not my thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's one other that stood out to one you. One other. And I did watch the entirety of this Jupiter's legacy. Mm-hmm. We, again, we've mentioned this before. This one is like a combination of an origin story of superheroes, as well as a transition of those originators passing on the torch to their children, trying desperately as all of us would to raise our children in a fashion that we could trust them. Yes. Um, And there's a lot of turmoil there. Now, what I didn't like that I think is a far too common theme is the absolute dropping the pants to poop upon the dad figure Mm -hmm. of things. I don't know why this has become such a popular almost meme, if you will, to constantly crap on the father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's bad dads out there, sure, but there's a lot of really good ones out there as well. That's right. That like part was a little crappy to me, but it's it's not the dominant theme. So yeah. 
it's okay. What I would what I would look at this one and say is is to me this is top of second tier. Okay. If you have something that looks interesting that you want to watch, watch that first. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling to find something, I don't think you'll be terribly disappointed with this. Okay. It's a good filler while you wait for the next big thing to come <laughs> along. That is something that all of us need, honestly, <laughs> um, as we're looking up what to watch next. We looked through to see what are the awesomes watching? What are they into? What are they having their big awesome feelings about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here are some of the selections from the awesomes. Awesome Brittany is one of many in our community who is a fan of Ted Lasso. She said it's such a great show. This was actually the awesome of the week of Mary Carver, who was a guest on Sort of Awesome last December. She loved this show, this show that comes, I think, I believe it's on Apple TV. It's been around for a while. Yeah. She loved it so much. She brought it to Sort of Awesome as her awesome of the week. A reminder, the description is it's a small-time football coach uh, named Ted Lasso, who is hired to coach a professional soccer team in England, despite having no experience coaching soccer. It does star uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, I like him. I do too. And so many people have recommended this show to, to for you and I to watch, especially because of that coaching element. I do feel like because of the coaching element, you feel a little reluctant to watch well, Ted Lasso. I, and this is not to discredit anything Brittany said. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to watch Ted oh, Lasso. Oh, really? Yeah. A few here and there. It just never really clicked for me. Okay. I will say from a, and I, I would assume this is true of any anybody in a profession. Yeah. From from the perspective of a former coach, it's literally I've never seen any depiction that does anything other than inspire angst within me sure. for incorrect understanding. Because it's kind of one of those things, like I'm sure many things are, that if you haven't ever lived it, you can't recreate it. You can't right. know it. You can't pretend. And so I get I get hung up. Yeah. I'm a victim of my own past. I get hung up on the inaccuracies of whatever and it that's all I can focus on. Absolutely. Um, I wonder if people in the medical profession feel this way about medical dramas. Oh, I have no doubt. My mom, when she was working, was an RN, a registered nurse, and I can. And she also specialized in and worked in baby nurseries. Um, and it would make her so irate to watch a movie or a TV mm. show when a baby is born and the baby is clearly like a three month old. Right. She would be like, that's not a newborn. It would make her so angry. So you, I, you have carried that rage with you. I get so mad about yeah. it too. I have taken up my mother's anger about this, but I do think that any show that touches on the world that you know so well is going to be Agitating. You, you can't get past yes, the, the inaccuracies yes. to enjoy whatever it is they're trying to present. Totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so many of the awesomes have loved Ted Lasso. So many people have said it's well worth getting the like sort of trial membership to Apple uh, Plus to be able to watch that. So there's another resounding endorsement from Brittany. Awesome. Well, awesome. Holly has pointed towards hacks. On HBO Max, mm-hmm. um, she's uh, Jean Smart is so great in it. Now, this is a a dark mentorship kind of forms between Deborah Vance, who's played by Jean Smart, a legendary Las Vegas comic, and an entitled outcast 25-year-old comedy writer, Hannah I'm, Ein- Einbinder, uh-huh. um, who is a daughter of Saturday Night Live cast member Lorraine Newman. Yes. Um, think... 
Joan Rivers has a millennial writer for her comedy to make her more relevant. Mm -hmm. And the hijinks ensue. Yes. I love Jean Smart. Um, Most people my age remember Jean Smart from her role on Designing Women years ago in the 80s and 90s. I remember that. I'm not even a woman or a designer. (laughs) She was so great in that. And she's gone on to have a a fantastic career. Um, Should I be a designer and a woman? Well, I don't know about the womanly part, but you have, I have said this so many times through the years, between the two of us, you have way better taste when it comes to decorating choices. I have, I have an artistic side unbeknownst to most humans in our lives. Mm -hmm. I originally went to college on an art scholarship. That's right. I didn't stick with it. No, but I do, I do have a little bit of something there. Yeah. It's not that I can do, but I can judge. I'm good at judging. Well, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> we'll just leave that commentary right there. Um, but yeah, so HBO Max serving up a lot of a lot of stuff that people are enjoying, including yeah. hacks. I did go watch the trailer for this, and it does look really good. It's kind of that, you know, you were talking about this with Jupiter's Legacy, that generational push and pull, where there's yeah. the old guard yeah. who they had to fight and scrap their way up and, and do things a certain way. You know, Jean Smart's character here is a woman who came up in a time of comedy. And this is why it's really reminiscent of Joan Rivers, when there just weren't that many women in comedy who are doing stand-up, who are hosting right. talk shows and those types of things. So she feels like she had to work really hard to get there, and that women of these younger generations just don't get it. They don't understand. So there's that generational thing, but then there's also the fact like, oh, she can learn from her new writer who's younger than her. It's it's right. a pretty well-known storyline, but I think that they put a maybe a new spin on it. So, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Um, awesome Catherine has suggested that the show Stillwater, which is on Apple TV, um, has said the sweetest most beautiful animated show my children and I have ever watched. Wow, okay. Um, this show, siblings, Carl, Addie, and Michael, they live next door to a wise panda, Stillwater, who gives the children a deep understanding of their feelings as well as tools that help them face day-to-day challenges. All right. Well, when I think of Stillwater... I don't think of a panda. Go Pokes. I do think of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Who the are- Pokes. The Cowboys. The, they also called Cow Pokes or Pokes shortened. Yes. P-O-L-K-S. I don't pronounce the L when I say Pokes. Okay. Yes. Uh, up the road from us in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's the only thing that comes to mind to me when I hear uh, Stillwater, but apparently this is a beautiful animated Pistols firing. Pistols There's firing. There's all kinds of terminology there. Yes. Our, My dad went to school there. He did, yes. And most of your extended family did. It's true. A lot of them. I did have one rogue cousin that went to OU Law School, and everyone thinks he's a jerk. That was not the word I was going to choose. <laughs> I was going to choose an anatomical affiliation. Uh-huh. Yes, but you went with jerk. Keeping it clean. And not boob. I could say boob. That doesn't have to be edited. No. Okay. Um, you know, when we talk about watch, read, listen, lifestyle, we definitely had a lot of watches for you, but I have a read recommendation from one of our awesomes, one of our superstars named Amanda. She said that my awesome of the week is that my nine-year-old is falling in love with reading. Now, That's you and I, big. Yeah, we're both big readers. To see your kids fall in love with reading, it's a special kind of wonderful. Yes. So she said graphic novels have opened up her world so much. 
her uh, confirmation sponsor gave her a book called When Stars Are Scattered a couple of weeks ago. She has read it four times through. Um, Amanda and her daughter stayed up late one night talking all about the um, the topic of the book, which is Somalia, refugee camps, why the there's a huge refugee camp in Kenya. But just that back and forth, the conversation with Amanda and her daughter, um, she said it was a really magical time. It's something she's been looking forward to since she first began dreaming about having children. I think all of us, when we have kids, yes, we we hold out hope because you don't realize until the moment you've had a kid how ignorant they are. <laughs> and you're like, sweet Jesus, someday could you not be a moron? And yeah. you just hold out hope that someday they'll be able to carry on a real meaty conversation with you about anything. Right, 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 right. Yes, it's true. So anyway, the book itself was When Stars Are Scattered, and I'll put a link in the show notes for that. But I just, I'm with Amanda on that thing of like, I felt that way when AJ, um, who's the only one of our children to complete reading the Harry Potter series, when she and I were able to really sit down. Do not praise her for reading or she'll act like she's not reading anymore. Exactly. Because she's that kid. Honestly, she will get my boxes of new books from book of the month club and kind of steal them and read them before I get a chance to read them. She is actually a very voracious. Voracious. Okay. For listens, you guys, I've got a bop alert for you. The first pop song of the summer has made its debut. The first like, True, like this is a summer 2021 song is what I mean when I say first summer pop uh, hit. It's called Heartbreak Anthem. It's a collaboration between Little Mix, which is a British, um, I want to say girls band, but they're not girls. They're they're young women. Um, So they're out of... England, and then it's a collaboration between Little Mix and French DJ and record producer David Guetta and Galantis, who is a Swedish music and songwriting DJ wow. duo. Multicultural. There's, it's a very, it feels like a very Eurocentric collaboration yeah. going on here. So the name of this song is Heartbreak Anthem, but do not be fooled by the name. It's sort of, you know, Adele is known for her true heartbreak. Like yeah, a whaler. Yeah, post-breakup, just the angst of the breakup. Well, this song, though it's called Heartbreak Anthem, is actually the theme of the song is basically, we broke up, but it's all good. I wish you the best. Let's just dance kind of music. So I've listened to this probably about five times through. It is a very dancey dance song. It is perfect for your summer playlist. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Because I have a listen, but I'm... I often struggle with names. Okay. This is not a mystery to anybody uh-huh. who's heard the show before. Uh-huh. Drinking beer. Yes. Who sings that? Ray Stevens. Is that true? No, 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 no. Nope. Not Ray Stevens. Mm. You're looking. I'm going to provide Ray filler. Scott. Ray Scott. Thank you. Ray Stevens. Is a different He's the, the Missouri, um, what's that place called? Your parents go. uh, Branson. Branson. Branson, Missouri. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a thing there. No, no. Ray Scott. Ray Scott. Now, listen, drinking beer is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But what it is, is it's authentic. Oh, yes. He is, you're getting a pure view. And I think that's magic when you get a pure view at the soul of someone. Mm -hmm. It's a ridiculous song, but it's kind of fun and it grows on you. Yes. So now, I, I just want to throw that out. That one's not new. It's a 2014 No, release. no, it's not new at all. In fact, 
even in 2014, it felt old. It does. It feels like it came straight from 80s country maybe, music station. Maybe the 70s. Yeah. Even. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Okay, well, that leads us into the lifestyle section. Okay. Well, we have we have a couple lifestyle. Well, at least one, if not a few, lifestyle things. Okay. We we found this is a long story. I'll try to skip over a lot of the randomness of it, but we, we ended up with some coffee that needed to be ground. Oh yes, 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 yes. And we had a good hand grind, Mm -hmm. meaning you're turning the crank like a organ grinding monkey. Right. Because we use um, a mocha pot, which means we need espresso ground. Mm -hmm. It's not your standard coffee pot grind. Right, right, right. It needs to be a finer grind. So yes. We found a coffee bean from our past and we were really fired up. We've been without the grind. We had the grinder. One of the kids dropped it. It had a glass jar that collected the grounds. That part shattered. Yep. And so it was trash. Yeah. So we went on the Amazon internet mm-hmm. search for a new coffee grinder. What yes. was the brand of the thing you bought? Uh, Barzada. Barzada? Something like that. Something like that. Barazza. Barazza. I feel like that's a closer, uh, who knows, whatever the case may be. It was one of the, if you go search yeah. for these, it's literally going to be one of the top search results. And people rave on and on about it. And the thing, and I put that in heavy air quotes, yeah. the thing that arrived at our home, it, it wouldn't even fit together. It was It was like a sloppy trash castle of Jenga disasterness. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And it, it worked-ish. Mm, if you like held it together you had to in a hold certain it. way and like put your leg in the air. And right. It right. was like, it was like thing. trying to use rabbit ears on a TV uh, it was a, that's for exactly any one like. of that era. Yes. It was just really disappointing and it wasn't cheap. No. We spent well over a hundred on that thing. I used it once, and I don't know if you actually sent it back or not. I demanded it be sent back going because back. that's what I did. Yeah, I hadn't gone back. It probably won't. We'll probably just burn the hundred and <laughs> it's going yeah, back. Yeah, so I know you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Anyway, I was like, "This is a load of bull pocky," because mm. I'm trying to keep it clean. You are, and not use profanity. Mm-hmm, Damn mm-hmm. it! Um, what? Don't glare at me. Don't glare at me, sir. Sir, stop it. Um, so we went out and we got one. Is it from OXO? Yes. OXO? I yes. guess that's OXO. Yeah, I never know what um, to call that. It brand. wasn't as highly rated, but it's really good. Yeah, it's it's perfectly it's great. It's really good. Yeah. Like, it feels right. And there's no weird parts that are like, oh, well, you have to oil this with some weird thing to make it work. It shouldn't right. have to be that way. Well, I think the thing about coffee snobs, which I would loosely consider us in that category, is sometimes coffee snobs like to make things harder than they have to be. That's fine, but there is a there is a point where it's like, hey, look, I've got five kids, yes, and we have multiple businesses run from. Or we don't have time for this. We don't have time for, to make things harder than they have to be. Let's just do the thing we're going to yeah. do. So we got the one from Oxo, and, yeah. and I don't know if we can find a link to that or not. Oh yeah, put it in there, but. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. And it, it's actually just as simple as you would expect. You put beans in it, you hit the button, it grinds it, it makes the well, stuff, you brew your coffee. Yeah. And it doesn't it just have to be a, for espresso grind. It could be for right. a, it, if you need multiple a course, settings. Yeah. Coarse grind, settings. whatever grind you're needing, it's adjustable, yeah. which yeah. most of the um, electric grinders in this category are. But I just want to mention that this is not just for people who need an espresso grind. Right. Right. But if you're buying good, really good coffee, Yes. It's probably going to come in whole bean format. Yeah. 
you can choose to grind it in the store, and that's what we've done for a little bit. Um, but it's it's kind of nice to yeah. expand your your ability to buy through multiple online places and have a grinder that will make it right. Absolutely, yes. So that, that thing, it's good. It's in our life. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Shannon, awesome Shannon. Her awesome of the week is a Trader Joe's discovery. Actually discovered by her husband. Mm-hmm. Very kind of her to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Mr. Shannon, thank you. Mr. Shannon, thank you for so, shopping Trader Joe's. Yeah. Um, Trader Joe's has a blue cheese dressing slash dip in a jar. Mm-hmm. She says, I do not really care for blue cheese, but, and there's always a big but, mm-hmm. isn't there? Mm-hmm. But this one is delicious with a lot of flavor. He brought it home with some Trader Joe's blue cheese for a steak salad. I ate salads with them until they were gone. And that's saying something because salad is terrible. <laughs> Um, I feel like blue cheese is so, it's like a lightning rod. It's so controversial. You either really like a blue cheese or you really, really hate it. And so for Shannon to say, I don't even really like blue cheese, but the Trader Joe's blue cheese yeah, dressing yeah. dip is delicious. I mean, I feel like that's pretty significant. What do you like? What is it about a blue cheese that makes it worth eating to you? I like that tangy. The like funk. That, yeah, the funkiness. Yeah. I like blue cheese in the general. The dirty feet flavor yes. that's not quite actually dirty feet. I do enjoy a funky cheese. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, bring on the funk. It's yeah. It's great for me. You are the only person I know who likes a really, really grungy Limburger. Yeah, it's true. I do. It's good. Thinking it's good. That and that's the thing about a, a good blue cheese. Yeah. If it's not bringing some funk, it's just another dressing. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, Awesome Sarah had an Awesome of the Week that I absolutely love and wholeheartedly agree with. She is talking about the Sephora line of uh, lipsticks that they call hashtag lip stories. This is one of the most underrated lipstick lines out there. And I think it's because Sephora made this very odd choice for naming this line. Like who's going to talk about their lip stories, hashtag lip stories, lipstick. I don't know. It's an odd choice. Anyway, Sarah said this one is called a little magic. And the other one that she bought, she put a picture of herself with her pretty new lipstick in the hangout group. Uh, The other one that she bought is called we, which is a perfect, my lips, but better shade. How's it spelled? It's the French version of we, O-U-I. That's valid to bring up. Yes. Um, She said the best part is they're only $9 each. She said she'll be trying more colors in the future. I have a shade, and I have to double check and see which one it is, but I have one of these two. Hands down, one of my favorite lipsticks of all time. I feel like nobody talks about how great Sephora's store brand of lipsticks are, but they're really great. So um, again, Sarah's loving we and a little magic, but um, they have all kinds of great ones. And $9, there are, there are like L'Oreal and Revlon lipsticks at your drugstore that cost more than $9. But with Sephora, There's coffees at Starbucks that cost more than that. Absolutely. That's a great point. That's a great point. But you could pick up a tube or two or three of great lipstick, especially Do now. Do it. You deserve it. Do it. Many of us are wearing our masks out less and less. Hey, we have our first participation yeah. in the Sunday Mass without the requirement yes, of masks. Our first mask-free today. Mass today. So now that we're many of us are finding we're vaccinated, our communities are loosening the mask guidelines. We can uh, take those off and get our lipsticks back out. So if you're if you need to re-up your lipstick 
collection, go to start here, start here, even if it's a placeholder. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, awesome. Mara has brought to us this game called taco cat, goat cheese pizza, Mm -hmm. taco cat, goat cheese pizza. That's a hell of a name. Yeah. She said, it's fun. It's easy to learn. We played it a few times this week. It's great to have a game. Everyone can learn pretty much instantly. So keeping these five crazy words, taco gat, co- taco gat, taco cat, goat cheese pizza, keeping those five words in mind. As soon as there's a match between a card and a spoken word, it's a race against each other to slap your hand on the central pile of cards. The last one to do so must take them all. It's like kind of an anti-slapjack. I guess. Yeah, but there's still slapping involved. Yeah, but in slapjack... If the you, first one gets the card. Yes, exactly. And this one, the last one gets the card. And in Slapjack, you don't want to run out of cards, but the I think the point of Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza is you want to be the first one. I think it's the opposite. No. Cards. No, what you said was right. Yeah. I'm thinking opposite. Disregard what I said. I'm just a... We're bad at card games. I'm just a... <laughs> I'm mansplaining something I don't understand. <laughs> Will he ever well, shut actually, up? Um, that does sound like a lot of fun. I read through this a lot and I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm getting the game, but uh, I'll slap some damn cards though. (laughs) I'm not sure I understand what's happening here, but I take Mara's word for it. She has made many awesome recommendations before. So I was thinking this actually might be a lot of fun for the twins who are eight. Uh, one of the reviews said, I'll slap a twin. (laughs) One of the reviewers said that, um, though many different age ranges could enjoy this game, that the sweet spot is kind of the eight to 12 year old range. Okay. So I thought that sounded like a lot of fun. And as summer comes up, you know, we got to find something to fill the time. Find some to slap. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Awesome. Katie said that she's pretty low maintenance with hair products, but she found a simple uh, product that she's loving. It's, it's really simple. It's really quick, but it makes a huge impact. You only have to use a little bit. It gives your hair a ton of texture, volume and shine. It's from the company, Aquage. It's called the Illuminating Gelade. Should I put this on my beard? You could. I don't see why not. I feel like it's not hurting for volume, though. Well, that is a very true fact. Your your beard is nothing if not voluminous. Most most strangers that engage me in conversation, yep. they do so over the topic of beard. Oh, absolutely. That and happened today. It absolutely did. And again, now that we're wearing masks less and less, I mm-hmm. feel like you're going to get a lot more conversation around the beard. I probably shouldn't use this product. I'm going to put a link into the show notes for this Aquage uh, Illuminating Gelade. I also don't really use a lot of hair product, but I am sold on Katie's review on this. this sounds, if you can do something that's really quick, gives you texture, volume, shiny hair. That's like the holy grail. So I'm in on this. How does it taste? I don't know, but I don't think you're supposed to taste it. Oh, I don't my. think that's the it's point. It's definitely not a beard product then. <laughs> why you went through beard products so quickly. Now I realize it's because you're in there. I regularly inadvertently eat my beard products. I can't help myself. Uh, Speaking of eating. Eating. Awesome. Kayla made pretzels and took them to a family celebration this past weekend, stating, I cannot stop eating them. So easy. So good. Garlic ranch pretzel pretzels, not pretzels. That's different and arguably not appropriate for families. But the garlic ranch pretzels recipe that she shared 
it's a recipe from a blog called Eating on a Dime. Yeah. Don't eat the dimes. I want to really lean in and, and offer, for whatever it's worth, a grand encouragement to say, there's nothing you'll enjoy more to eat than when you yourself have participated in the making of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. So take a chance. Make a thing. Do stuff. Experiment. Don't follow their recipe exactly. Well, I have to. Tinker with it. Do it their way the first time, but then branch out. You, only you, know what you like. That's true. That's easy for you to say. You never use recipes. You like kind of look at people's recipes and you're like, uh. Well, here's what I do. Here's what I do. And I think it's a valid path to travel. Okay. If I'm in the mood for a specific thing that I've never cooked before, I don't know how to cook, whatever else. I go to the interwebs. Thanks, Al Gore, Mm -hmm. for making the interweb, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I will look up four, five, six recipes. And what you'll find when you do this, it's what I find regularly, is that there is a core ingredient list to this thing. Mm -hmm. Everyone has it. But then you also, once you've determined what that is, you get to see what each person's flair, for lack of a better term, is that they've thrown on it. Right. And you can then begin to decide, well, hey, look, I don't like this thing, but I do like that thing and this other thing, you'll very easily, very easily be able to come up with what it is that would make that thing, whether it's pretzels, as she discovered, or whatever other thing, you'll find this is what will make it mine. Yes. Yeah. That's... Award-winning. You never know. Everyone wants it. Yeah. I'm the star of the show. Yeah. Everyone wants to come to my party. All the boys in my yard and the milkshakes, whatever, however that song goes, that could be you. Okay. You doubt it? No, I do not doubt it. I have milkshakes. And yeah. And there is, well, all right. We should do the yard's full. The yard is full. Let's see how far south we can go. Nope, let's go. I think this is a great place to end. You would. You would. You always deprive me of really taking things to a darker level. Uh Uh-huh, I do. I got to keep it awesome for the awesome. Okay, fine. Um, So this is, I hope, a great way to launch into this last full week of May. Yeah, or to to bring it to an end. Catch those last few shows that were good that you might have missed the first time through. That's right. You're going to fall asleep to him preparing yourself for for the magical month of June. That's right. It's the month in which you were born, in which we were married, in which Nico was born. There's so many things in June. So many things. That's true. All right. What should people do in the meantime? Well, without a doubt, with no question, in fact, with angry gazes, aspersion, all the things, if you think otherwise. Are you just, did you just look up a thesaurus and just start I like tried, I tried. pulling words out? That was one of my nicknames in high school was thesaurus. Oh, thesaurus teeth. Thesaurus rex. It was a dinosaur thing. Okay. Um, hey, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.